Good morning, and we welcome back to the program for her biweekly visit during the legislative session, State Senator Jean Lysing. Good morning to you, Senator Lysing. How are you doing this morning? Well, I'm doing great, actually. And uh, I would just tell you that our Senate session, this short session, is moving pretty quick. And this week uh, certainly will be that way because it is really the last week for bills to come out of their various committees. And uh, all bills that started in the Senate have to be voted out by uh, a week from today. So, But some of my bills that I'm uh, interested in that are moving along, uh, Senate Bill 8, which is a higher education bill, which I think is going to save a lot of uh, students and their parents uh, money, potentially, uh, for college tuition. Uh, by the fact of making certain that uh, AP classes and dual credit classes all transfer to state universities, as well as uh, making sure that our universities look at their degree, their bachelor degree programs to determine whether any of those could be successfully completed with good grades and full-time students in three years rather than four, so that, uh, again, it reduces the cost for the student and their parents or their student plans, whichever is taking place. So that uh, bill actually um, uh, will be voted out of appropriations this Thursday morning, and then we'll move to the Senate floor for a final vote uh, next Monday and Tuesday. So anyway, that's an important one. Another one of mine in education um, of course, I, I, I would just fail to not talk about my infamous push for uh, cursive writing. Uh, I'm hoping that that bill will get amended into another one of my education bills, Senate Bill uh, 141, which we haven't really talked about much. But that would have to do with schools uh, that are short on guidance counselors, career counselors, whatever you might want to call them. Uh, that they are going to have to focus on using those counselors uh, within two years, at least 85% of that time, on counseling activities. Our uh, Counselors Association is very frustrated because our ratios on counselors uh, are actually, they're not good. Uh, we have far too many students per one counselor, and, you know, some kids need support with emotional counseling while other kids really need help with career counseling and guidance on higher ed, that kind of thing. So we're hoping that that bill does move out of education committee this Wednesday along with potentially an amendment uh, for cursive writing. Um, another bill that is, is uh, still in progress but I think will continue to move is Senate Bill 1, which is actually authored by Senator Rogers. I'm on that bill, but that's the bill that's going to take a serious look at whether or not uh, we continue to promote third graders who cannot pass the I-read test. And, and it, they're still working out the details, but I believe that all second graders will be given that test to determine if they're coming along or not, and if they're not, there's going to be some remediation requirements. So uh, we'll see what happens with that as well. Um, in regard to uh, Matamora, which I think has been an interest of 
many listeners uh, and our historic sites. There are 11 historic sites in the state. Matamor is one of them. But we know they haven't been properly kept up. So I have a bill that passed out of natural resources, was recommitted to Senate appropriations, uh, which means that they were looking at the money or the cost involved from changing that historic sites management from uh, the museum uh, to Department of Natural Resources. And as of yesterday, uh, Senator Mishler, chairman of the Appropriations Committee, told me that the state budget director is getting involved in this issue, that the bill may not move, but that the state budget director is going to look at what the state is, at a whole is going to do uh, with in regard to funding, better funding of the uh, historic sites. So I'm actually fine with that if uh, whatever it takes to get support for our historic sites, whether it's Matamor or, very frankly, our first state capital in Corden, which also needs uh, serious help and attention. Uh, another bill of mine that did pass on third reading yesterday uh, unanimously what has to do with the Board of Animal Health, and uh, their uh, needed updates, and one of theirs was that, you know, when a veterinarian has to uh, be licensed to carry certain drugs, uh, pain, uh, reducing uh, drugs for large animals, whatever, um, there was a struggle going on whether or not they had to be licensed in more than their main office. And, you know, uh, a large animal vet comes out to everybody's farm, etc. And so this bill is going to say that they just have to be adequately licensed at their main office, and that will carry forward to the farms where they're, uh, they might be using the product. And then also uh, it's going to take a look at uh, – maybe veterinarians who thought they were retiring but now they want to get back in uh, to make that process smoother. Uh, we, believe it or not, have a shortage somewhat of veterinarians. Over 70% of our residents of Indiana have a pet now. And it's put a huge demand on veterinary services. And uh, the shortage is especially occurring in rural areas for farm animals, large animals. So um, I think that this bill will definitely uh, be helpful uh, in, in that regard. Um, the great issue of natural resources, oh, geez. We, you know, have been working on the floodplain issue, uh, everything from the state maps that were more extensive than federal maps, as well as everything from removing debris and log jams from, from streams. All of those bills are moving. I can't tell you for sure yet what's going to happen with them. Some of them are being amended, but at least we have the attention of many legislators that we need to start trying to fix what maybe was put in place without legislative authorization by our Department of Natural Resources and, uh, so I'm hoping that by the next time we talk, I can tell you for certain what is still moving in that regard. But I think that people should hope for some relief in dealing with the Department of Natural Resources on things like that that make sense.
And with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick time out. We'll continue our conversation with State Senator Gene Lysing right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our biweekly visit with State Senator Gene Lysing. And uh, what are some other bills that are on your radar, Senator Lysing? In the area of utilities, uh, the lead pipe bill, uh, I think we talked about that previously, uh, but that is uh, the program to replace lead pipe from the commercial water company to the residents. There's a lot of systems that were in place for the last 50 years that uh, had lead pipe, and uh, for health reasons, they want to get those all replaced. Now, it still will not replace the, the lead pipe that might be in older homes, but uh, the federal government has gotten involved in this lead pipe replacement, and I think it has to be done within 10 years. So that, that is kind of uh, the push on that. Child care, still a big issue, and that's Senate Bill 2, and uh, they're trying to make sure that we uh, make uh, it easier in a sense for child care providers uh, to not have unnecessary regulations burdening them but also to allow them to hire someone that is um, 18 um, rather than 21 and i think that that might help with some of the employment issues that our child care providers have um, you know that they're certainly concerned about so there are so many issues, uh, Tom, that we could talk about, but I think that those are, are some of the primary ones that I've been directly involved. Um, the drainage handbook, I might mention, too, is still alive. That is the book that Department of Natural Resources haven't revised or updated since 1999, 25 years ago. And... Um, so that bill is in progress as well, and so hopefully uh, we'll see that bill move because that's the, bit, the book that people, uh, our local community people were using as a guide for what they were allowed to do with a permit or without a permit, and uh, it hadn't been updated. So I'm afraid that we might have had people uh, actually, you know, in violation that didn't even know it, and so... So that's, uh, that's certainly another uh, good one that I think uh, we'll see continue to move. And then um, did you have anything else that uh, you wanted to uh, add? Well, I think, you know, for the people that uh, are interested in the health issues, um, the bill is still moving that is going to uh, in- improve the prior authorization uh, that are hospitals and doctors have to receive from your insurance company before they can provide maybe a more extensive test or procedure. And uh, that was delaying uh, care, quality care for many people. 
And uh, I believe we're going to see that bill continue to move. It's still alive at this point. And when I say, you know, what's alive at this point, any bill that started in the Senate has to now, after it passes the Senate, has to go to the House and also pass the House. If it then passes the House also and did not receive significant changes, it goes directly to the governor, and the governor can either sign it into law, let it become law without his signature, or he can veto it. Uh, If the bill did receive significant change in the last few days of session, there will be what's called conference committees where two members of the House and two members of the Senate from both political parties We'll try to hammer out the differences. And uh, bills this year that fall into that category, I think, will have a tough um, road to, uh, to happen because I think that the time for conference committees is going to be very limited. So I'm hoping that good bills that pass out of the Senate and vice versa, the ones that pass from the House to the Senate, I'm hoping that there won't be significant change and that we can make those things happen and get on to the governor. All right. And then, uh, of course, uh, Senator Gene Lysing, how can folks uh, get a hold of you uh, during the session if they wish to uh, uh, voice right. an opinion on, is, on an issue? That is so important, uh, especially in a short session, because I would much prefer that they call the 800 number, and that number is 1-800-382-9467. and actually, I will get those messages. I have uh, half of a legislative assistant. His name is Jacob. They can, if they remember that, they can tell him it's for Senator Lysing and that they want to get a message to Jacob. But if not, if they just tell him my name, I will get the message. And honestly, with email and and, uh, regular mail, I may not get the message quick enough before I vote. And Tom, I'd much rather hear from people before I vote for against an issue than after, you know, because it's good for our entire area. And for your listeners, I'll remind them I have seven counties and not everybody always thinks alike on every issue. So it's important for me to hear. Yeah, good point. All right. So uh, State Senator Gene Lysing, as always, uh, we appreciate your time. Stay well. And I look forward to uh, speaking with you again in two weeks. Thank you so much, Tom.